0: Welcome to Magic with Gadgets, brought to you by RecipeThis.com I am Samantha, your host, and love to chat about the magic of kitchen gadgets for easy, delicious and cheap everyday cooking. Soup maker basics. I've actually been using a soup maker since 2014. I actually got my first one while I was pregnant with Sophia. She was born in the November of 2014. And I remember discussing it with my husband, Dominic, and he said, what do you want one of those for? You know, most blokes react when a woman says that she wants a new kitchen gadget, as in, what are you wasting your money on this time? And I remember going and getting one. The one I had in mind was actually a French brand that's actually not on sale now anymore in Portugal, which is so gutting. And it was a great soup maker. Um... It had a fantastic blender on it and it fitted a lot of food in it and I think at the time the plan of action was that it would be fantastic for purine baby food after she was born. It would also be good for using some of my favourite sauces that I seem to go through four pans whenever I'm making them and it turns into a nightmare in the kitchen. I just wanted something quick and easy for the sauces. I've never really given it much thought for actual soup, which sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? I was actually thinking homemade tomato sauce that I can put on lots of different pasta dishes and we can puree apples and pears for Sophia when she's born. You know, Or when she's a few months old, anyway. And, you know, it kind of turned into something crazy because we never realised just how good these soup makers was. We got it home. We did the tomato sauce. We transformed it for the soup maker. And then we used it regularly from that point on. I remember doing some soups for a blog that I used to have before Recipe This... And they just came out so perfectly. And then the soup maker eventually got used for Sophia when she started weaning. Weaning her onto uh, the various different pureed pure ed food. With pureed carrot being her favourite out of all of them. And then eventually it died a death. Because we had used it that much. And I think we left Kyle with it for um, a few hours to make something. And I think he burnt the bottom of it. So it lost its sauté um, thing at the bottom and it no longer became nonstick. And I think I eventually sold it on the Facebook groups for a fiver because that's all it was worth by that point because we'd used it that much. I think by that point, I think we'd had it three years. And then after that, what we found is that by this point, we already had recipe this and we had quite a few soups that people liked. But the complaint that we used to always get is that their soup maker was a lot smaller than ours. You know, oh, we tried fitting in your ingredients, but there's no way they're going to fit in our Morphe Richards soup maker. Because Morphe Richards became the soup maker of choice then. So we got the Morphe Richards. And I may add, it used to drive me mad because I couldn't see what was cooking in it. It had this enormous blade sticking out the top so you could never fit in as much. And I got it because my readers wanted me to have it, whereas I wouldn't have actually chosen that one for myself. So I stuck it out for a while and thought, it's for the greater good that I have this suit maker. And then eventually, we're fast forwarding to, I think it was about October or November of 2020, um, It broke on me while I was in the middle of making soup for the cabbage soup diet. So I'm there, I'm in the middle of the cabbage soup diet and I've got no soup maker. So I was absolutely gutted but part of me was like, oh, thank God I can upgrade to a better soup maker now. And I was more happy about changing the soup makers. And then Dominic was very quick to order me a new soup maker from amazon on and we paid ridiculous money for next day delivery and our third soup maker became the ninja foodie suit maker which i would have loved to have had years ago but i think it had only been out a year or so and at the time of buying our second suit maker it didn't exist But everybody was talking about the Ninja Foodie soup maker. So we wanted to see what the big deal was with it. And that's the one we've still got now. And if you do have a Morphe Richards and you're like, well, we've still got the small soup maker. um, Just chop the recipe in half. Uh, You know, if you've got the smaller Morphe Richards or take 25% off the ingredients if you've got the larger Morphe Richards. Um, And that's the best way to adjust it. On note that the Ninja Foodie Soup Maker is like a zillion times better than Morphe Richards one. And it only costs, um, I think it's about 20% more for the difference. You know, (laughs) so it's a no brainer for us anyway, especially for how much um, the price is to how good it is. So... Today is all about explaining soup makers to you. So one thing that keeps cropping up is I've been on a few podcasts myself recently talking about the Instant Pot and talking about different kitchen gadgets I have. And one thing that I always get asked is what a soup maker is. And these are from people that already own the Instant Pot. And I literally shoot them down and tell them, because I'm really bossy when I want to be. All right, I'm bossy all the time, but Um, hey-ho. I always say to them, you don't need it. If you've got a pressure cooker, an Instant Pot, a Ninja Foodie, don't bother with the soup maker, unless you need a new blender. Because the blender element... On the soup maker, the Ninja one, is absolutely amazing. It's like they've built a blender and added a soup setting to it. So it's a blender first, soup maker second, if that makes sense. So unlike the Morphe Richards, the soup soup maker uh, that we have now, you know, it blends perfectly. Um, Normally I have to give it a stir in between blending because it can't handle everything that I'm blending. But when I... When I uh, use the Ninja, it doesn't care. It just blends it and it gets through everything, you know. um, I can give it huge frozen strawberries and it can handle it, ice cubes and such like. So if you have an Instant Pot already and you need a replacement blender, then go and get one. But otherwise, I don't recommend it. And another reason for that is also that with a soup maker... It doesn't hold as much soup as an instant pot holds. You uh, can't cook it slow like you can with an instant pot, you know, such as if you're doing a beef soup. And most of all, the time difference, it's 28 minutes um, on the Morphe Richards, 30 minutes on the Ninja Foodie, compared to the same soup you could do in the instant pot on a much higher quantities in five minutes. So for me, it's a no-brainer. The Instant Pot is a replacement for the soup maker. But I know a lot of people are not into pressure cookers, so there'll be the um, the other readers to this that'll be thinking, well, I don't want an Instant Pot, in which case a soup maker's great. If it's just, say, you're widowed and you're living on your own and you want to eat soup every day for lunch, then get a soup maker, because they are really good. And... As a family of five we use the soup maker most uh, for doing smoothies, uh, blending sauces and then if we're just having soup for one night only and we don't want loads left over then we'll get the soup maker out instead of the Instant Pot. So for us it's nice to have a backup but I'm quite tight when it comes to spending on kitchen gadgets so you know, if you didn't need the blender, I would just stick with the Instant Pot and it saves you more counter space, doesn't it? And then um, the other thing with the soup maker, especially the Murphy Richards, is that it's very easy to burn the bottom of it. You know, the trick when you're doing the soup maker is to add the liquid first and then whatever soup you're making. So let's say you're doing a broccoli soup, then add your liquid then your broccoli and seasoning and then cook it like that because, you know, the way the Morphe Richard works, it's cooking really hot from the bottom and until the other ingredients have got small enough and they're all mixing together, you find that you end up with burn marks in the bottom of your soup maker. I've done it loads of times, but, you know, I think I'd burnt the Morphe Richards in its first week, yet I've had the Ninja Foodie. Uh, not for as long and you know there's no burn marks on it at all I think one of the things that I love about the ninja as well is that it blends as it makes the soup so it's not just blending right at the end it blends as it goes so so this actually stops the burn marks at the bottom and then I would also recommend uh, if you have the ninja is to actually make a liquid-free courgette soup or zucchini, as you might call it, if you live in the United States. You know, we all talk, don't we, about that soup, vegetables, liquid, seasoning. It's the three simple ingredients. You know, but when you make a courgette soup, because courgettes are quite watery vegetables, it's very, very difficult to do. You know, you have to add in potatoes, because otherwise it's too watery. You know, and it's hard to balance it when you're doing a courgette soup, especially if you're following a low-carb diet and you do not want to eat potatoes. So what I've actually found with the Ninja Foodie is that what you can do is you can add the ingredients first, the courgettes and the seasoning, and then hit the blend button before you hit the soup maker button. So then what you can do is you can be partially blending the courgettes and this actually creates the liquid that the soup maker needs to be able to make the soup. So then what you're doing is you're taking out the liquid that's left in the courgettes that's normally making your soup overly watery and that is becoming your stock instead. And it makes the courgette soup a lot more flavoursome. And it's so easy. And the other thing is, it will make a lot more soup than you normally make. Because you're shoving in a lot of courgettes, blending them first. And then you can add more courgettes to it. And instead of the soup maker producing enough soup for three people, you can produce enough soup for five people just by following that method. It's just a fantastic way to get more soup out of your soup maker. And also the other issue is with soup makers is because a lot of them are small. Yes, I'm talking to you, Morphe Richards. You know, I recommend you cut cut up whatever vegetables you're including really small and then condense them in as much as you can. I mean, I've had rows with my Morphe Richards where I'm going, fit, 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 lid, please go down lid. Oh, can I hold this lid down? Can it fit? Is it going to start? and you're then waiting and still uh, the vegetables are starting to cook a little bit so each time you know it fits in better but that's the annoying thing about some of the soup makers is that they're so small they're not meant for cooking for four people or however many you're actually cooking for and then another tip that I would tell you is that you can use frozen vegetables in a soup maker it is fantastic I am a late a later addict to the soup maker for frozen vegetables. I never considered putting frozen vegetables in until I got into frozen vegetables in the Instant Pot and then I tried them in the soup maker and I couldn't believe how good they were. I think the only drawback to it is if you're using the Morphe Richards, when you're using frozen vegetables, you're not choosing what size those frozen vegetables are. You're just buying them already already prepped so when you're making soup maker broccoli soup for example you could end up with um, a lot less frozen broccoli fitting in the soup maker compared to if you're using fresh broccoli you could chop those florets a lot smaller than usual But, you know, these are the little things, the little quirks of the soup makers that you have to get used to. And once you get into it, you will actually love the soup maker. And, of course, don't forget, it's also the blender. So, in winter, we'll have it on as a soup maker. And then in summer, we literally have smoothies every day. I normally have them for breakfast. Carl will ask for one in the evening after he's exercised and they're just fantastic. But best of all, it's the simplicity of a soup maker once you've got around the sizes and whatnot. You know, you're just adding in vegetables, liquids and seasonings. You can go down to Morrison's or ASDA and they might have some reduced price on the chopped vegetables such as the packs that you get where it's the mixed cauliflower and broccoli. You can take it home, you can load it into your soup maker with some liquid and some favourite seasoning. For example in my soups I love to use salt, pepper, oregano and parsley. Load it all in, place the lid on your soup maker and come back when it beeps and you've got perfect soup. And then what we also love to do in the mill in the kitchen is we make a big batch of bread machine um, dough. Then with that dough, we make bread buns, air fry them, already cooked throw them into a freezer bag and then we get them out as we need them and we've always got a good batch of breads to go with our soup and it just makes um, it's so much easier. So the next section that I want to talk about is some of my favourite soup maker recipes. So these are five magical ways to cook in the soup maker. Which isn't actually a soup, is my soup maker cheese sauce. It's absolutely fantastic. Instead of your normal making of the roux with the flour and the margarine and the milk, what you're doing instead is blending frozen cauliflower. So, cauliflower, or you can use butternut squash, is your hidden vegetables. It creates a creamy base. And then you can add as much or as little cheese as you want, and you've got a beautiful soup maker cheese sauce. It's the easiest cheese sauce you will ever make, and a method that we follow in the Milner House all the time, and it freezes well. Then, second on the list uh, would be um lentil soup. You can use red lentils in your soup maker, they have a quick cook time, they're very easy to cook. And I'll often do lentil and tomato soup in the soup maker. And the lentils are fantastic for thickening up the soup. And also, lentils fill you up. And another thing is, most kids and a lot of families don't like lentils. And they say, oh, lentils, disgusting. That's what vegans eat. We don't eat lentils, you know. But when you use red lentils... They dissolve into the cooking so it's like a natural thickener that's good for you that's full of nutrients. So you know if you have um, a lentils hater in your household start going and getting the lentils but don't actually tell them because they'll blend in and they won't know any difference and they'll enjoy your soup and love it and then be surprised by how full they are after eating it. And then third on the list has to be soup maker, carrot soup. Carrot soup is fantastic because carrots are actually uh, quite high in carbs. Yes, they're very um, much hated in the low-carb communities. And the thing is, they make a fantastic sauce come soup because they're so, so creamy. Here in Portugal... Sophia, when she was going on to solids, what I used to do is when we were at the shopping centre and we were in the food court, I would go to a Portuguese place that did beautiful creamy carrot soup and me and Sophia, because the bowl was big, would share a bowl of carrot soup and it was lovely and perfect for warming us up when it was cold and it's become her favourite vegetable, has carrots. And then next on the list uh, would have to be uh, butternut squash soup. I absolutely love butternut squash. And you can buy already prepped butternut squash cubes, load it into the soup maker. Add your favourite stock and seasoning and you have a wonderful creamy soup. You can also mix and match it with some pumpkin if you can get pumpkin. And just enjoy it as a lovely family soup. And then if I was to choose a fifth recipe for the soup maker, it would be another non-soup and it would be curry sauce. What you can do is make a curry sauce in a similar way that we make our cheese sauce. You can use hidden vegetables. What works well, I've found, is a mixture of either carrots, cauliflower, pumpkin, butternut squash... And then load it all into the soup maker, along with your favourite Indian spices. And then cook it as usual. And instead of it being a soup, it's a creamy curry sauce. The kind of seasonings I like to add to it, depending on what kind of curry I'm having, is garam masala, which is an all-round great Indian uh, spice blend. Or one of my other favourites to add is to add a little bit of red Thai curry paste instead. So you could have your Thai curry, but without any coconuts. Fantastic if you're losing weight, if you're on something like Slimming World or Weight Watchers. You know, it's your alternative. And I absolutely love doing that. Or, you know, you can mix and match it with whatever style of food you're doing. If you've got a favourite curry that you would normally make but it's very high in the calories, just transform it and use the seasonings from that curry instead into your soup maker. And it's fantastic. And then when I make a curry sauce, what I then do is I can then load it um, with some more vegetables to make a vegetable curry, add chicken to it. You can also freeze it. It frees fantastically as well. It's just uh, one of those go-to things. So when you think of your soup maker, don't just think of soups because it makes amazing sauces. Um, curry sauce, cheese sauce, tomato sauce. You could even make some cute little dips in it as well for a party evening. The choices are yours. And to be honest, I'm a huge soup maker fan. And, you know... It doesn't get used as much as my Instant Pot air fryer does. But I would say that it's the third most used kitchen gadget in the Milner house. Well, that is a wrap. I recommend you head over to RecipeThis.com and check out all the kitchen gadget recipes. After all, there are more than a thousand to choose from. Also, please, please, please leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode because the more reviews means the more people will find us and learn about the magic of cooking with kitchen gadgets. We've also created an awesome podcast index for you at recipethis.com forward slash podcast. You can grab all links mentioned, resources, and explore other episodes. Thanks again for listening and ciao for now.